The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. It's game day. The Hawks have had several days off, a practice here and there, some rest, and a chance on national television today to officially win the season series against the Milwaukee Bucks. They're currently up 2-2, to and the Hawks are on a really good position despite not having Clint Capello for an eighth straight game tonight to play well against a team at home that you've played well against the last couple of years. Despite going against this team in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago and falling short in six games, the Milwaukee Bucks are a team, despite the talent and the championship DNA they have, is a team that the Hawks have had success against. And as I said before, they have won the two out of the three meetings this year after losing the first meeting in a thriller in Milwaukee in which the Hawks got a 42-point performance from Trey Young in Milwaukee, but it was late-game execution that kept them from winning that game, losing that one 123 115, one of the better games as far as team performances of the season, in my opinion. So that, even though they lost, that game really set up what was to come in this matchup. If you remember for that matchup, the Hawks, and it was in November, so it was a while ago, the Hawks shot just under 48% from the floor, 45, under 45% from three. Only got 15 free throw attempts, and that was the game that Giannis had a buku amount of free throw attempts. He had 19 free throw attempts that game and and missed eight of them. So he gave you a break there. They did okay moving the ball that game, but only 19 team assists. Took care of the ball relatively well. Uh, They won fast break points. They were decent in the paint. And like I said, they had a 42-point performance from Trey Young in Game 1. Hunter gave you 14. 21 from DeJounte Murray that night. He also added 6 assists and 5 rebounds. Okongu gave you 6 off the bench. Justin Holliday gave you 10 off the bench. Capella played 11 points, 10 rebounds. John Collins only gave you 4. That was probably outside of bogey, not being available that was the healthiest this Hawks team was in this matchup now the Bucks did not have in that first matchup Middleton which Middleton has been in and out the lineup the entire year coming off injury from the previous year so no surprises there but they dropped the first contest the second contest here in Atlanta they played with several players out and won that game 117 to 98. And at that point, the Hawks were seven and three, feeling good about themselves. 
and they were 4-1 at home. Only loss was that pitiful loss to the Charlotte Hornets early in the season. But that was a game where there was no Trey Young. Trey Young did not play at all that game. Your starting lineup was Aaron Holiday, DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins. You had 25 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, 3 steals from DeJounte Murray that game. You had 14 points from John Collins, 10 and 6 from DeAndre Hunter, 5 points from Capella, but added 12 rebounds and a block. Aaron Holiday played pretty solid defense, in my opinion, that game. He had 4 points, 5 assists. And then your bench really performed well. Okongu gave you 12 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. A.J. Griffin had one of his highest point totals of the season that game. 24 points off the bench. He was 10 of 15 from the floor. 2 of 6 from 3, added 4 rebounds and 3 steals. You had... 14 points from Justin Holiday, and this is probably when Justin Holiday was playing his best uh, ball of the season. So you had really good team performance. You played excellent on the defensive end, holding the Bucks to just 98 points. And Giannis played. Giannis played for them. You had Drew Holiday play for them. So not a lot of excuses for the Milwaukee Bucks. They just... Ran up against a team that played really great team basketball and held them as a team to 41% shooting from the floor. Uh, yeah, Giannis had 25 that, that game, seven rebounds. You know his thing, two assists, two steals, one blocks, five turnovers. Lopez, who normally kills the Hawks, and I look for him to be a factor tonight in this game. 11 points, minus 18, plus minus. Drew Holiday, probably their best offensive player that game, had 16 points on 50% shooting from the floor, added seven assists, six rebounds, but eight turnovers. You know, you had Grayson Allen with 11 points, and Bobby Porter's off the bench with 11 points, so not a great offensive performance. They had 18 turnovers as a team compared to... 12 for the Hawks. So they so the Hawks take care of the ball. They shot fairly well from the field, 46.5%, just under 38% from three. Didn't get to the free throw line still a ton, but shot 82% from the free throw line. On the flip side, you kept the Bucks from getting to the free throw line, which is a big part of their game, especially with Giannis and his physicality, uh, driving into the lane and trying to put himself to get to the free throw line. So you had a really great team defensive performance for the Atlanta Hawks. It was a game where six Hawks scored in double digits, and you won without Trey Young. So that was the equalizer to go to 1-1 this season. Then the last matchup that took place, the Hawks win 121-106 on the road. DeAndre Hunter was your leading scorer that game who is playing much better ball now um if i in my humble opinion um again that was the healthiest your starting lineup has been there was still no bogey so this would be the first matchup tonight with bogey who i think will be a big key in this game but 
everybody in the starting lineup scored over double digits. You know, you had Trey Young with 21 points, nine assists, three rebounds, only two turnovers. So a really great, efficient game from him. Even though it wasn't the most efficient shooting the ball, I love nine assists, two turnovers. That's a lot, lot better than what we've seen in some other performances. Uh, DeJounte Murray gave you 19 points, eight rebounds, five assists in that matchup. Clint Capella had 19 points, 10 rebounds, two assists. As I mentioned, DeAndre Hunter, 24 points, one of his higher point totals of the season. John Collins gave you 16 points, nine rebounds. And then off the bench, you had six from Okongu with five rebounds and a block, seven from A.J. Griffin, five from Jalen Johnson, four from Aaron Holiday. As a team, they shot just under 48% from the floor, 35% from three, Got to the free throw line 30 times on the road in Milwaukee, which is a tough place to play. At that time, Milwaukee was one of the better home teams in the league, and you took advantage of it. They're still one of the better home teams in the league, but thankfully they're not as great on the road, which they're playing tonight's game here in Atlanta on ESPN. But the Hawks were able to get to the free throw line a lot and capitalize there. The Bucks got to the free throw line 41 times that game. Giannis got his 18 free throw attempts. He had 27 points. But as a team, they shot 78% from the free throw line compared to under 87% for the Hawks that game. You hold the Bucks to 41.5% shooting from the floor and twenty just under 21% from three. So defense in the two wins were the key for the Atlanta Hawks. They also had Capella in all those matchups. So... Looking ahead to tonight, I'm going to have us go to a quick little break, do the promo, and then we're going to come back and talk about keys for tonight's matchup. There are some things different from the previous matchups that could help the Hawks but hurt them at the same time. There's the benefit of the Hawks being at home, but we're going to talk through the things that I'm hoping to see. We know that the Hawks have bad luck on ESPN games, especially midweek ESPN games in the last couple of years. But we'll see if what took place Sunday night in L.A. will carry over after several days rest for some players into tonight's matchup against the Bucks. So first, this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues, and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary, and I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges? Before any other ranked list, I know which one, it's the Brewskies 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com. And click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. 
And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, and we are back. The Hawks currently sit as a two and a half point underdog against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks are currently third in the Eastern Conference, 26 and 14. In the last 10 games, they're four and six. So not playing their best ball, but they have they won their previous games, so they are coming into the matchup just like the Hawks on a one-game winning streak. And that's an air quotation stare. As I mentioned, the Bucks are much better at home than on the road. They have a 16-5 home record when you're looking at the Eastern Conference. That's in the top half there. Only teams that are better, Cleveland Cavaliers, actually are the best home team in the Eastern Conference. On the road, the Bucks are just a game above 500. So the fact that the game is here in Atlanta should bode some confidence for the Hawks, despite a key piece in Clint Capella not being able to play. As I said, defense was the key in their two wins against the Bucks, And especially guarding Giannis, which Capella has that task, a Kongwu. You know, we like to throw a lot of bodies at Giannis. So it's going to be a tough task tonight without Capella for a, a straight game going against these Bucks. If you missed the news, the Hawks did sign a big, a front court player on a 10-day contract. It's not Hassan Whiteside, who I mentioned on the last episode. And if you did not listen to the last episode before tonight's game, please listen to that. Recapping the sweep in L.A., looking at the West Coast road trip, you know, from a bird's eye view. And talking about the state of the Hawks right now. Everything is really hinged on Trey Young, who will be a key tonight as well in this game. But, like I said, no Capella. It's going to have to be next man up. I'm excited to see. I don't expect Derek Favors to play a ton of minutes, especially because he hasn't played the entire season, uh, which is a surprise to me. He has not played in any games this year. So, fresh, but maybe not in the best of shape. Um, we'll see. He'll probably play some limited minutes just to give some spells to some player. It'll probably limit... Uh, some Frank Kaminsky minutes, which I expect Kaminsky to get some minutes because of the front court size of the Milwaukee Bucks. That might be to the dismay of some Hawks fans, but you got to play who you have available. And this is a big team, so you have to have your bigger guys out to play. Justin Holiday has had some success. He has a little bit of size. Maybe he gets some tick tonight, but I would much rather see a surging in confidence Jalen Johnson get on the court uh you know AJ Griffins have had some success against his team this year DeAndre Hunter's had some good games John Collins is probably the big piece staying out of foul trouble for the Hawks but it's gonna take a total team effort especially forwards and centers alike guarding Giannis protecting the paint worrying about Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis and like I said, you have to play team defense, stay out of foul trouble in order to win this game tonight. When you look at the Atlanta Hawks, 
ninth in the Eastern Conference. They were in 10th as we recorded last time. So they're a half a game above the Chicago Bulls right now. And just two games back from the A-seed Miami Heat. And we're going to see the Heat here in a few days. As well as a couple of other teams that are ahead of us. The Indiana Pacers. And then we'll take on a team that's behind us who's playing a little bit better ball in the Toronto Raptors. So those are the next three games, not in that order. But as I mentioned, we need to focus on after several days rest, coming home and taking on the Milwaukee Bucks national television, a team that you've had some success against this year, and really try to get through these dog days as best as you can. Because uh, this is the toughest stretch in the NBA. January All-Star game, All-Star break is in the distance, but but approaching maybe not as quickly as some people would want. But you gotta you gotta grind through these games. You got to grind through these games. As I said, the last five games for the Bucks, they just recently beat the New York Knicks. In Madison Square Garden, 111-107. They lost to Charlotte the night before that. Well, a few nights before that, 138-109. Beat Toronto in Toronto in overtime, 104-101. Beat the Wizards at home, 123-113. And they did a back-to-back two games in three days versus the Wizards. And they lost that first matchup with 118-95. The Bucks are not as great of an offensive team as they have been in recent years. They're actually 23rd in offensive rating in the NBA. They're normally a little bit higher. So what you're seeing, and you saw in the Hawks matchups, when you can defend them well and take away the things that they do good, they want to shoot the three ball well. When you limit their three-point shooting and you defend as a team, as far as protecting the paint as best as you can from Giannis, it's hard to do, nearly impossible to do. But when you can challenge your shots and they shoot below 43%, 45%, you're holding them to under 107 points. They average about 112 points per game. When you hold them to below their season average, you can beat them. You can beat them, especially if you're a really good offensive team. Charlotte's known for offense. They put up 138 on his team. The Wizards are more known for offense, uh, not consistently, but they put up 123 on his team. The The Hawks have put up 115, 117, and 121 on the Bucks. So this is a team that the Hawks are not afraid of and can score against. So if you can... The key is defense. If you can defend, and it's going to be harder with Capella out, you put yourselves in a position to win this game. You do. That's why they're only a two-and-a-half-point underdog tonight because of probably the past success versus this team, even with Capella out. They will have Chris Middleton out, and they will have Sergi Baca out. So that does bode well for the Hawks and one piece that wasn't available in the previous three matchups versus the Bucks that's available tonight is Bogey. Now, 
There's been comments over the last couple of games, especially the games in L.A., with bogey shooting, hasn't played well, has been pretty bad in those two, two games. I kind of threw out a point. I'm not sure if this is the reason, but we haven't really, since the first couple of games he came back from injury, we haven't really put him on a minutes restriction or done a lot of load management for him. And maybe those last two games of that West Coast road trip, I said maybe just his legs weren't underneath them, and that's what I kind of saw. Legs looked a little heavy. Shots were falling short for Bogey. So I think the few days rest will really do some good for Bogey. They'll, they'll really do some good for Bogey, and I think that he will be a key off the bench scoring. I think he, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffin, will be vital to the success for the Hawks. When that second unit comes out, if they can play with some energy and score some points, get into transition, don't let the Bucks set up their half-court defense. The Bucks are still a top-five team defensively in the NBA. As of right now, they are third in defensive rating. They are eighth in opponents' points per game. Now, offensively, they're not strong, like I mentioned, but defensively, this is still a really good team. So it's going to come down to the second unit providing some energy, playing well offensively, moving the ball, especially moving the ball on offense, getting that defense moving side to side, and then finding some good looks. And as I said, for the Bucks offensively, they are in three-point shooting percentage, 20th in the NBA, but as far as attempts per game, they're sixth in the NBA and they're seventh in three-pointers made. Field goal to percentage, they're in the bottom half of the NBA. They're 25th. So they're not really shooting well from the floor. I think missing Middleton is a piece. That's another floor spacer, shot creator, offensive creator for the Bucks that they're missing out on. And we must take advantage of that because he will not be available tonight as well. They are not shooting great. From two-point range, they're below below 20th number in two-point percentage, two points attempt, and two-pointers made. Free throws, you would think they get to the free throw line a ton. They're about middle of the pack in the NBA, and they're in the bottom half of the NBA in free throws made, and they are the second worst free throw shooting team in the NBA. We don't want to give them free points, but if we do, they're a team that is not great at making free throws. A lot of that is Giannis, who probably takes up the bulk of their free throw attempts. And actually, looking at the statistics, Giannis averages 13 free throw attempts per game. And he's shooting 65.7% from the free throw line. So, we will take our chances with him shooting free throws. When you're looking at everybody else in the, on the team... Brooke Lopez is under 80%, but still solid free throw shooter. Everyone else is pretty much a solid free throw shooter. The only free throw shooter as bad as Giannis is Serge Ibaka, who's not playing tonight. So, if Giannis is getting to the free throw line, as much as we hate giving up free points, you know what? He's only a 66% free throw shooter. We'll take that. We'll take that. The less free throw attempts, the better, but... We'll see there. 
Now, we know this team with their size, they're great at rebounding. So team rebounding is going to have to be a focus for the Hawks tonight. They are 30th in steals, so not great in stealing the ball, but they're top 10 in blocks, which is not a surprise. And they are a team that is susceptible to turnovers. They're 25th in the NBA in turnovers, and teams they play, do not they don't force a ton of turnovers. Actually, when it comes to opponents' turnovers per game against the Bucks, they're last in the NBA. And the Hawks are really good at taking care of the ball. So if the Hawks can take care of the ball, rebound as a team, really guard the three-point line, just team defense, challenge three-point shots, force them to tough two-point shots, you know, send them to the free-throw line occasionally. The Hawks have a really good chance to win, especially going against a team that's not great on the road. Um, just a game above 500. They're still a really good team. They're still a top three team in the Eastern Conference and still one of the favorites to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But this is a team that, as I said before, the Hawks have had success against. You have bogey. That bench is going to be really, really important tonight. Really important. On top of, obviously, your starters, you would love to see DeAndre Hunter have a really good game on both ends of the floor. You would like to see them utilize John Collins. And even if he has a, a tough assignment defensively, so maybe we not get a ton offensively from here. If he's playing hard defensively, Hunter is doing his thing. You have a good game from DeJounte Murray utilizing him. And then, obviously, Trey loves to go crazy against the Bucks. But as much as he goes crazy against the Bucks, even though they're at home, it's going to come down to this game is going to come down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be about getting stops, playing team defense. And again, like I said on a previous episode, if you didn't listen, Trey Young's decision making in the fourth quarter. We know he plays the end of the third quarter. That's Trey Young. That's, that's his time. In the end of the third quarter, he plays. He gets his rest in the early fourth quarter, comes back, depending on if it's a, a a sizable deficit or the Hawks are in the lead, and depending on the momentum, between the eight and the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter, that's when Trey Young comes in. When Trey Young comes in, it's about being engaged on the bench when you're watching the fourth quarter resting, seeing who's in rhythm, what's working, and then when you come in, making the right offensive decision. Continue to keep those people involved to the point where Milwaukee has to guard the whole court and not just focusing on the primary action that Trey Young and the big are doing in the pick and rolls that he calls and then making the right decision, taking whatever the defense has given you. He did that in the Clippers game down the stretch, and now we saw everybody saying clutch Trey Young is back in the fourth quarter. That was great to see. That was great to see. But again, this is a good defensive team, so we're going to have to move the ball, share the ball, attack from all pieces that we have on the floor. That's why the bench is going to be crucial offensively and as well as the energy they provide defensively. I'm really interested to see Jalen Johnson tonight. Really interested to see what confidence he's bringing into the game. A confident Jalen Johnson off the bench will bode well in the stretches he plays, as well as a confident aggressive deandre hunter if you have a confident aggressive deandre hunter taking advantage of mismatches that are given to him that's going to be a huge lift as your third scoring option in the starting lineup next to Dejounte murray 
and Trey Young. DeJounte Murray has to get it going offensively. I like to see them utilize him as well. Trey enable DeJounte Murray and then Trey Young close offensively. Let DeJounte Murray close defensively for this Hawks team. And again, Bogey. If Bogey can get you 18 off the bench tonight, I think the Hawks win this game. I really do think the Hawks win the game if Bogey gets you 18 points off the bench. But certainly, I hope that bad trend of playing lethargic and lack of energy in the first half of games that took place in two of the four West Coast games, I hope that stayed out West. I hope that stayed out West. Play with energy off the rip. You're playing at home. It's going to be a really good crowd. You're on national television. Play with energy to start off the game. Then the home crowd usually elevates the play of your role players and your bench players. Use that energy to execute on both ends of the floor. Second unit to keep things afloat or cut deficits or maintain leads. Whatever situation that you're coming into. Use that energy. Ride your bench. And then close the game out starters. And particularly Trey Young. And take what the defense gives you and execute down the stretch. Those are the keys to the game tonight. Those are the keys to the game tonight. And I'm excited to watch this game. I will be at work, but I will have an eye or two on the game, depending on how things are going. So I would love to see the Hawks come back, officially close the book on this series with the Bucks, gain some more confidence. Win the season series three to one, and then now you're on the road for the next three games against some teams that you need to beat. And we're going to talk about that the next episode. You got to win these next three games, or you got to play your best these next three games to gain some momentum. And hopefully, the Clippers game showed what to do late game, and they showed the fight and the energy through four quarters, even when they. You know, the other team went on runs. They were resilient and fought, fought. And they showed that resilience that's still in this team. We didn't see it. It might have waned in this team, but we still saw a little bit of it against the Clippers. I want this game tonight to be a springboard for the next three games. This is going to be their toughest game. Even though there were other three on the road, this is going to be their toughest game. You get through this game and you win. Now you've strung two in a row. You know you can win on the road. You you saw two of the four out west when you were battling adversity. And you played well in the second half of that Golden State game but just didn't finish. Now tonight is about putting it together. Put it together at home. Build some confidence and then take that show out on the road. And one thing that we want to travel on the road is defense. Let defense travel with you. So set that precedence tonight against a team that you have defended pretty well this year in the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm excited to watch tonight's game. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share this podcast with whoever wants to hear about the Hawks. Whoever you know is remotely fond of the Atlanta Hawks, put them on to me, this podcast and change your life and then put them onto our twitter at ethos hawks on twitter that's at ethos hawks on twitter and then follow myself on twitter at brad jared six seven that's brad j-a-r-r-e-t-t six seven 
We'll catch you guys after this matchup. Preview the next road games coming up. Let's go, Hawks. Beat the Bucks. <laughs>